Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Fear by Patrick Rothfuss, and then we talk about it. This is page 916. The carving has no doubt been eroded over the long years of handling. Carving? Alvarin asked, leaning forward in his chair. It's very faint, I said, closing my eyes, but I can feel it. I felt no such thing. Nor I, said Mellowin. She seemed slightly offended. I have exceptionally sensitive hands, I said, honestly. They're necessary for my work. Your magic, she asked with a well-hidden hint of childlike awe. And music, I said. If you'll allow me, she nodded. So I took her hand in my own and pressed it to the top of the box. There, can you feel it? She furrowed her forehead in concentration. Perhaps just a bit. She took her hand away. Are you sure it's a carving? It's too regular to be an accident. How can it be you haven't noticed it before? Isn't it mentioned in any of your histories? Mellowin was taken aback. No one would think of writing down anything regarding the Loklos box. Haven't I said this is the most secret of secrets? Show me, Alvarin said. I guided his fingers over the pattern. He frowned. Nothing. My fingers must be too old. Could it be letters? I shook my head. It's a flowing pattern like scroll work, but it doesn't repeat. It changes. A thought struck me. It might be a Yelish story knot. Can you read it? Alvarin asked. I ran my fingers over it. I don't know enough Yelish to read a simple knot if, if I had the string between my fingers. I shook my head. Besides, the knots would have changed in the last 3,000 years. I know a few people who might be able to translate it at the university. Alvarin looked to Mellowin, but she shook her head firmly. I will not have this spoken of to strangers. The mayor seemed disappointed by this answer, but didn't press the point. Instead, he turned back to me. Let me ask you your own questions back again. What sort of wood is it? It's lasted 3,000 years, I mused aloud. It's heavy despite being hollow, so it has to be a slow wood like hornbeam or rennel. Its color and weight make me think it has a good deal of metal in it too, like roa. Probably iron and copper, I shrugged. That's the best I can do. What's inside it? I thought for a long moment before saying anything. Something smaller than a salt box, I began. Mellowin smiled, but Alvarin gave the barest of frowns, so I hurried on. Something metal, by the way the weight shifts when I tilt it. I closed my eyes and listened to the padded thump of its contents moving in the box. No, by the weight of it, perhaps something made of glass or stone. That's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Drana. I'm Jeremy. I would like to address that the... The wood has potentially metal in it, which is confusing, but also the metals are iron and copper, and we know that iron not good for fey, copper not good for namers. Yes, interesting. If you wanted to keep something safe from fey and namers, iron and copper seem like they'd be the two things you'd go to, don't they? But also, how does wood have metal in it? Uh <laughs> in Probably based in like on the minerals earth. of the land around it. Yeah, no, okay. no, no, no. I, I I think it's like layered, right? Like there's like a layer of wood, uh, then a layer of copper, then another layer of wood or something like that. Uh, Maybe, except that it's the color and weight of the wood. Like why would the why would the wood's color, unless it's been like inlaid or something like that. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. Uh, I take this as proof positive that Quoth must go to Yill in uh, the third book. Because now there's two threads dangling that point to Yill, which is Denna's knots and these knots. Plus, I think Rothfuss has slipped up and said that both is going to Yill in the third book. 
at the very least, he has to encounter someone who can explain to him the intricacies of Yelish not work. What do we think is in the box? I didn't actually want to think about what was in the box. I'm happy to not know what's in the box. Much like the film Seven, what's in the box is never revealed. I'm telling Uh, you, it's your husband's rocks. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Here's what I'm here's what I'm going to get to. There's a theory floating around on uh, on the Internet that it's the piece of glass that Celatos used to gouge out his own eye. And the rationale there is that Celatos made some kind of binding to that piece of glass, that piece of obsidian, Um, which, you know, maybe. But the more I think about it, the more I think, A, we have the rhyme with her, the husband's rocks and Quoth thinks it might be a stone. We also have the erstwhile title of book three, The Doors of Stone. What if this is the door of stone that's inside the box? It's it's a uh, somehow, I do think it's a binding. I think... I've said this before, but I think that all the work uh, that goes into sympathy is to prepare us for the great act of sympathy that causes the world to be the way it is. That whatever it is that maybe is keeping Haliak's curse and alive is actually just an act of sympathy. And the thing that is binding him is in the box. Or maybe it's the thing that binds the uh, the moon to the, the fae or something like that is inside the box. Uh, or maybe it's what binds the door of stone closed. Who knows? But I do think it's something related to a binding. I do think it is a stone and not that piece of obsidian. That seems like a, a bit of a bit of hearsay. And I think it's, you know, an important stone. I think that goes without saying. Sure. I, I'm with Georgiana on this one. I think it is not profitable to to speculate about what is in the box. I just don't think we have enough information. I think Rothfuss has very carefully dolloped out enough information in this chapter to make to emphasize that the box is important uh, and to tantalize us uh, with the information both can give us, but it's so vague that it could be any number of things, and I, I just don't think it's useful to speculate because any any answer could be right given the information that we have okay let's speculate on this why are Meloin and the lacklaces so loath to study the box they're not loath to study it at all they're loath they to won't let even other... let it they won't let anything rewritten down about it yeah because they want to keep it secret why they don't know what's in because, it keep because it's been a secret for so long that it's sacred to keep it a secret hmm in the same way that, like, any religion or superstition, like, at a certain point, it just becomes, like, we do it this way because we've always done it this way because that's the tradition. Hmm. That seems to me like another layer of protection around whatever's in the box. Certainly. But, I mean, I, I don't think I don't think Mellow and Lackless could tell you why they keep it a secret, except that they always have. Now, that's not to say that there wasn't a rationale for keeping it secret 3,000 years ago when they made the box. But I don't think she knows what that is. What does she call it? She doesn't call the, it the lackless box or the, the lackless leak box. The leaklos. Leaklos. Because it looks like a Greek word, like the O-E. Like, Croesus is spelled the yeah, same or, way. Or Lieb. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, leaklos or loklos. Which, of course, could very easily be a progenitor of uh, Lackless. Mm-hmm. And it would be it would be surprising to me if she hadn't put that together, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'm sure they I mean, I'm sure they know their genealogy. I'm sure they know where the name comes from. 
And it's been planted quite firmly that there are many branches and variants of Lackless, all of which have names like this. So this isn't a surprise to me. Hmm. Jordana, do you want to talk about hands? Um, I do, but actually I have a note prior to hands. Um, and that is that while we were chatting, I did some research on uh, minerals in trees. And um, so it, it, it just so happens that tree bark uh, often does carry minerals, including iron, aluminum, uh, lead, and another weird metal called like stronium or something. Um, uh, copper was not on the list, but iron was on the list. Um, and it's totally normal that bark might carry those materials. So you know what? It might not be layers. There you go. Rennell <laughs> and Roa are two of the possible woods, uh, both of which have been potentially connected with supernatural properties. Okay. Well, that makes sense that they might have, I suppose, iron or copper in them as well. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm I I take it as read that it is Cathay wood. I think that's confirmed. Okay, well, jury's still out for me because it smells like Cathay wood. Yeah, and you know what they say: okay. if it looks like Cathay wood and smells like Cathay wood, it's probably a duck. Probably. <laughs> uh, okay, and then on to hands, um, specifically that Quoth's hands are like special and are he can feel more stuff with them. <laughs> Um, and I'm not sure if there's really a significance to him, like placing the hands of other people, but there's probably something important about us noticing that his hands are special, you know? I mean, his hands are always special. They belong to a very special boy. Yes. And so much of his specialness derives from his hands. I wonder if, uh, well, ostensibly we can assume that his hands no longer have that special ability that they, like, they don't, they don't have that ability in the frame narrative that they have on, in this scene any longer that is that is an idea that we have discussed yeah okay that's all my notes nick you left yourself a note in our slack for for something that you wanted to talk about did you want to talk yes about that and now? i think i'll talk about it on a, a future page because it involves uh the mayor's sending of quoth away which happens at the end of this chapter so i think i'll save it i will however uh, what, what about a shout out a, a show a show a shout out you wanted a shout out Oh, I did. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, I want to send a uh, a big uh, get well soon. We love you to the Jade Blade, who uh, at the time of the recording is recovering from surgery. Uh, so just wanted to say uh, we hear you. We see you. Uh, we hope you bounce back quickly. Uh, thanks for being a part of our little circle. Get well soon from the name of the wind or the page of the wind. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. I have to be able to remember our name also in order to say that properly. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> I, I also want to say that I think uh, there is a reference to uh, a a famous Academy Award winning actress, uh, Susan Cathaywood. What? Wait, is this a bit? Oh, it's a bit. All right, it's a real deep cut of a bit. Mm. Uh, Susan Cath. Susan Cathaywood. I don't know this bit. Jeremy, you, do you know this bit? Neither of you will get it. I had to look it up. I knew there was a bit there. I knew there was someone whose name rhymed with Cathaywood. And boy, there was. And listeners, I know you're slapping your knees. I know you're holding your guts lest they bust. I know you're stitching your sides together lest they split. Uh, it's, it's a real 
I got you rolling in the aisles. I got you R-O-F-L-M-A-O. Are you going to tell us who it is now? It's uh, Susan Hayward. Oh. That barely rhymes. That's Wood and Ward. Listeners, you can boo and hiss at Nick's rhyming schemes on tomorrow's page. Uh, the... Win. Win.